0: Welcome to the Wild Mind Podcast with Jad Steele um, We're here again with Sam Strong, audio technician Hello And we're joined today by Charlie Penfold Good evening Business student <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pause there <laughs> um, I've met him tonight so This is a very <laughs> special episode of the Wild Mind Podcast um, I think we've hit it off so well that That I'm so confident that we've got some Well, not me, but I think you've got some great things to say Uh, We've already kind of briefly discussed some things, but um, we're recording in a different room, uh, that room being Sam's living room. Yep. Um, And the time is? And the time is currently 12.36. Yep. (laughs) So, you know, we'll see, but... uh, Maybe it's a different vibe, I I don't know. think this is going to be a pretty special episode. Uh, You know, I'm pretty confident. And uh, yeah, uh, so we're here with Charlie, and our first thing I want to ask him, so Charlie did a placement year. That's correct. He did a placement year. Uh, you went to Taiwan. Yep. Um, and we talked a little bit about how they don't really talk about the loneliness, you know, you, you experience uh, on your gap year. And then also kind of your experience coming back into doing third year when all your friends have graduated. You know, so I think I'm the first, my first question was, what was, what's your experience of your placement year been like?
1: So I'd say from the get-go, Um, You know, the placement year, the way it's, you know, marketed is, you know, obviously you gain experience in an industry that you're interested in and, you know, you you get paid for it and you get an understanding of what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy and you learn from it and you grow from it. But the thing that they don't say. Sorry, just before that, what are those? How What were those things for you? Just to put that into context. From
2: so you so you study business study business and you went to Taiwan with yep. the intention of learning wow. what
1: you didn't know. But, but so, so, so I'm studying business and in Taiwan, the two businesses that I worked for was one called TeamSoon, which is a furniture design company. But that was doing HR, uh, mostly doing kind of emails and and that kind of thing, replying to customer feedback and the other was for a cryptocurrency business doing basically um, KYC, which means know your customer, and it's a process mm-hmm. to basically, if, let's say, anyone wants to join a server, I'm the person to filter through and basically make sure that they're the right person for it. I guess what I'm trying to say is is whatever placement you apply for, it's completely different to what they originally promote it as and this is one of the other things <laughs> that they do and it's and it's so funny because you know um do
0: you think that's universal with all placement i think so yeah
1: so from my experience already um i'm coming on to my third one now um with martin and co a lettings company in oxford and the thing that i'm understanding is what they publish is not the actual opportunity that you will do and obviously this is not what the placement team's saying. This is not me saying that it's not good yeah. to the experience, but it's me to say have a it's difficult, but you have to have try and have a more open mind because so going into Teamson, yeah, which was the first business in Taiwan, I was originally going and do marketing. Yeah. And a month before joining, they said it was HR. Okay. So for me it was like we've got to be open like minded and you know, Think a bit on your feet. Do you want to actually go through this placement year? And I guess what I'm trying to say is as well is, is, you know, this placement year. You have to think of like, in a way, being at school. Right. And when in the professional world, you have to start off again. And that's why, you know, the jobs you get are very, you know, small and minuscule because in a way, the way that they view is, you know, everyone's had part time jobs and jobs that are um, you know, they've all worked, mm-hmm. but they haven't had full time jobs. So the jobs you get given aren't necessarily difficult. Yeah. And that's from, you know, the two experiences I've had in Taiwan. Um, you know, the one in Teamson, um, I did, I only did it for a month and I was very excited about going to Taiwan. But when I joined, it was just, you know, customer emails. And for any student doing a month of Amazon emails.
0: That sucks, right?
1: It it really sucks. It really <laughs> sucks. Um and then I thought, you know what? I'm going to change. And then even the cryptocurrency business, even though cryptocurrency is a really fascinating industry, it was more just going through basically passport photos, credit scores and basically more of a kind of data analysis, I'd say yeah. it was the role. So I think the thing that's good which they don't say enough about the placement year, is it makes you think. Yeah. That's the thing I would say. It makes you think about about what's important. Because for me, when I first came to uni, to be brutally honest and on heart, I thought I, sh- I should be an accountant, which might make <laughs> you all laugh who's listening. <laughs> it makes, me laugh. It makes I, me laugh. I thought I would be a bit like my dad Yeah, and I would be great at being an accountant. But I'm going to be honest with you guys who are listening, Accountants are boring (laughs) as fuck. I don't know if I can throw on this podcast. No, yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, So then when doing this kind of placement year, it's made me think more about what's important to me. And then when coming back in the new year from Taiwan, joining this Martin & Co., which is a letting agent, they basically only care about short-term, basically, care. And what I mean by that is... Rather than long-term vision, they only care about short-term gains, yeah. and you know, constantly ca- only caring about viewings, viewing viewings, viewings, and, and sales. And for me, it's making me think more about the longer vision of when you think about the placement, you got to think about what you actually want to do after uni.
0: Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you not to interrupt, just, just. Um... You know you said about how you initially went into do marketing and then it kind of ended up being a HR job. Yeah, I guess did you kind of feel as though kind of marketing is more of a creative and you're doing, uh, you're kind of using your brain more to uh, think of ways to do the job and you know promote whatever it is you're promoting. Whereas HR, I guess, is more of a menial. Does it kind of feel a little bit more like you weren't, exper- I, I guess, doing the thing you wanted to do? You know, doing the kind of using your brain in a way that was productive. Whereas did it, did it kind of feel like you moved across the world to kind of just do a very easy job you could do in england
1: exactly exactly and i think as well going on to a topic that obviously we'll come on to later but for me the thing that i said obviously say very clearly to the obviously the many viewers who are listening is the millions Um, the millions the tens the the tens of millions is whenever you go to a new country it's completely different culture Mm let alone a workplace. And the thing that's amazing about university is you have societies, you've got obviously sports clubs, you've got work groups, all these different things that make you feel part of the culture. But when you join either a workplace or you go even across the world, the reason why you feel lonely is because obviously Taiwan, they don't speak very good English. yeah, And then a completely new workplace, you're new. So you know, you naturally feel lonely because you are the new person on the block. Yeah. But also, they don't really speak English. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I guess when you you moved, um, how did you deal with that? Like, how did you, what did you do to react to that kind of feeling of, you know, loneliness?
1: So one of the things I did was um, I went with this basically company called intern china and intern china is an international company that are based in manchester um and that's who i went with so i tried to go at first with many meals that they do once a week on a thursday um but then after that basically i did that for about a month and i realized that the majority of the people who came on this placement were just here to get pissed really (laughs) yeah Really? So the people who came were just here to get pissed. So the reason how I got around it was I basically forced myself to meet people either outside. So I, I joined Chinese class. So I, I yeah. basically started doing Chinese. I started doing um some basically sport on the side, started playing football. And I basically started forcing myself to do activities that otherwise I wouldn't really meet people. Yeah. Because I think this is one of the other things that the placement year doesn't say. You if you don't put yourself out there, aside from obviously the work, yeah. you won't meet people. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's obviously it seems simple, but at work, where I am now, it's half eight to half five. Yeah. So for me, the days just go and i hate to say it but i do live to the weekend when i'm working yeah. obviously not anymore last next week is my last week thank goodness <laughs> you're, you're excited i'm excited <laughs> um but what i'm trying to say is guys is you really don't appreciate the time that we have at university um and what i mean by that is obviously at university we have um so much like you know maybe in the morning you have one lecture
0: yeah
1: but then it, at work you've got Monday to Friday, maybe into Saturday, and I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that you have the freedom at university to see friends. When mm-hmm. at work, you don't.
0: Yeah, that's you true. don't.
1: You have the you have your colleagues, and that's it. And after them, you don't really spend time with them afterwards. Yeah, not so, often. No, and and I guess one of the things I'm trying to say is, is because when when thinking about third year coming in September, is naturally I already feel that. And I know deep down that I am going to be lonely. Yeah. And that's just something I have to deal with because when thinking about flats and housing and that kind of thing, I have just looked into thinking, okay, short, like just getting it sorted. Let's just book either a shared flat
0: or a flat. Yeah. I was going to ask, do you think loneliness is a common kind of, is it a common thing experienced by university students in general? Because, you know, I would say it is you know i think i know a lot of people who often feel um lonely even when they're amongst people just because uh you know they're ripped away from their uh the world they've been in for you know 18 years or for so long sometimes it's you know quite difficult and it's quite easy to feel alone you know even when you're in amongst groups of people uh, so i was going to ask you yeah what do you think about that what do you do you think it's a common thing at uni
1: 100% i would say That obviously, you know, maybe for most of us, it's you know, 16 to 18 years, maybe even over to 21. You've been living with your family, going through to prep school, middle school, senior school, and then obviously sixth form with your parents, doing your dishes, Mm. doing your laundry, and you're very much used to an environment of let's be honest, a lot of stuff is done for you.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, (laughs) and then you
1: come to uni and you've got to cook, you've got to clean. You've got to do your own. You've got to keep your room in tidy, which obviously most of us will say we do, but we really don't. And then when you come to uni, you have to, or else no one will. And then the other thing is you've got to do things that people don't even think about. Like, you know, it's going to make a lot of viewers out there laughing, but, um, you know, like your laundry and your food shop and thinking about, obviously, if you want to go out a lot, you know, how do you keep that on top of you know, um, money management or yeah. how much you spend each week and things that might not necessarily you'd have to think about week in, week out. But
0: and socially, I guess. Exactly,
1: yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of the other stresses, you know, when you think about first year, naturally when you come, you know, I I I genuinely felt it straight away. Um, you know, I didn't know anyone. I didn't necessarily think, Uh, anyone from my sixth room. I didn't know anyone from my sixth room who was coming. Yeah. So I was alone. So straight away, I thought, okay, like probably most people, let's go and join a society. Mm -hmm. So I joined tennis because tennis was the one society that didn't do a uh, initiation. So for me, that was actually a big relief because I wasn't part and I didn't want to be part of this whole initiation thing because for me, as as kind of maybe sad as it sounds, or as it is it was difficult as this is here. I would rather be lonely mm. than someone who does initiation to to make friends because they aren't really your friend.
0: Yeah, I guess that's a difficult topic. I could, because I mean, I, I I I didn't join any societies. I think I lucked out a lot of my flat. You know, I, mm. I ended up uh, being friends with uh, you know most of them. So you know, I didn't really go through that experience, but. I think there is I mean we've talked about, I think I talked about it with uh Hannah uh a few months ago about she joined I think it was the Christian society she joined Christian the Christian Union yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the Christian Union she said that she you know, she found a lot of uh, people through that and uh I think me and Clark talked about it just just about you know uni I think all people really want is to fit in and and and, uh, and to relate and to have groups where they feel uh wanted and and um I don't know you know that's it really you know and, yeah. but you know sam had a great question and i, I kind of want to lead into that you know because i was just gonna
2: ask a question before that um yeah go for it so it seems like like obviously charlie you're quite well versed with well now being in situations where you're on your own how do you find the motivation and the desire to want to find other people and to to get out of this loneliness because you know you said okay obviously the thing is i joined societies but actually like uh, for me, I didn't join a society until second year. So that first year for me was was without people who I actually had an, a common interest with and it was just based upon uh, essentially my flatmates who was just luck-based, right? Yeah. And so I, I was wondering how, how it came to you that it seemed so obvious to you, okay, I'm going to join societies, I'm going to join football in Taiwan or Chinese class. Like you seem to be very much like on top of Okay, this is what I need to do. How do you find that
1: process? <laughs> My mum. <mom>. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Uh, ba- basically, oh, um god. <laughs> basically, when when in Taiwan, um, for I might have said this before the podcast, but basically, um, to people who don't know, moving away, it's like the there's like three things. That are emotionally very difficult to deal with. And it's like a new job moving or a new house. Now when moving to Taiwan, you're moving to a new place, a new job, and it's a new house. So what I'm trying to say is is for the first month I was and I'm get I'm gonna get to your point, Sam, but <laughs> I was crying and basically how I dealt with the sadness and the emotion to make it into the experience that it was was basically my mom basically said to me, Look you it's not going to get me better if you don't do anything and if it wasn't for basically my the parents that i have and basically myself and obviously it's a little bit to do with myself of actually going out there and doing it yeah but basically just i guess in a world a bit of self belief being like right what's the worst that can happen what what's the worst that can of me going to a chinese class you know yeah yeah um or me you know going to football you know, you could either play badly or you play well. But yeah. for me, it was more of a, this makes sense. And I guess in a way it was, you know, after a month, I hadn't really spoken to anyone other than my work colleagues in my flat. It came to a point where I had to do something because I was there yeah. for six months. Um, You know, I was there until, you know, early December. So it was it was more of a, I had to do something. So that's kind of why I did the decision that I did, you know.
0: Yeah, because you said, I think that's quite difficult, you know. But you're playing it down, Mm. humbly, because I think that it's, you know, that's a completely new environment. That's a new experience. You know, it's almost like university amplified because when you go to university, obviously you don't know anyone, you don't know anything. But then if you're in Taiwan, like, that's almost, that's a hundred times university. And, you know, I think it's very difficult to, I guess deal with your, yeah, deal with the loneliness and try and find ways to uh, cope with it and the way, ways to maybe, the fact that you went to go to do Chinese classes and, 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 and do that, even though you're saying, why wouldn't you? And, and, and there isn't an option. I think that that's, I think that's a good way to think about it. I think you're downplaying the fact that that's difficult. Yeah. I, know. I mean, I, that was a good, that was a great question. But I, I was going to ask you, Sam, your second question. Uh, my second question
2: was, which is, I guess for all of us, uh, is there a difference or what is the difference between loneliness and aloneness
0: yeah
2: uh because i think they're question. massively different things and actually uh perhaps aloneness is actually uh demonized that's a good question wrongly.
1: that's is, that's, that's it? that, that it is that, that that is a very thought provoking because straight away when i heard that question there's some days and obviously we we've all been there when naturally we just like to be alone. Yeah. But that does not mean you are lonely. Exactly. Yeah. So good question.
2: I can talk about, I'll talk about, because obviously I've had, do you I've do you sat with start, this question. Do you want to start more. off? Yeah. 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 Why don't you go? Uh, I think that one of the key differences is that uh, you can often feel lonely around other people.
0: Though, yeah, exactly. 100%. Uh, and, yeah. and
2: I think that so. And that's kind of the key distinguishing factor is like recognizing do you feel lonely uh with people around you, and then the other side of that is I think when you're alone, actually you're doing that voluntarily, you're doing that because you want yeah. to do yeah and I, true, and that's the distinguishing because I think a lot of people aren't voluntarily lonely uh and for example, obviously uh oh yeah okay, right yeah. so you traveled across the world you didn't travel across the world to be
1: alone mm. or oh, no sorry you did travel across the world to be alone. i'm not actually well, sure he, <laughs> I
0: mean, it
1: depends. Well, yeah, it depended i technically did go like by myself for six months so i yeah. did kind of go alone oh, you didn't I, go to but I, I didn't i didn't go to escape people no. right so yeah <laughs> yeah I, I guess you went to be alone but
2: you didn't go to be lonely Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I
0: was. But did you go to be alone? Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? True. True. I, I... Did, you, did yeah. you go for the opportunity of work and experience? You know what? Thinking about it,
1: yes. Because the reason why I say yes. Which one? To 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 experience and work. Experience and work and being lonely is because the reason why I say that is because when I first joined. And for that first month, yeah. when I met the people who were on basically the, the same cohort and were just out drinking, in a way I did kind of isolate myself. Yeah. Because they were just there to get pissed. yeah. And for me, I just wanted to get fully immersed in the work culture.
0: Yeah. So maybe a part of you wanted that kind of space so that you could focus.
1: Exactly. And 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 for me, it was more of like a... I'm kind of separating myself so I can get immersed. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that makes. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. What do you think, Sam?
2: Yeah, I think that uh, it makes sense that you like if whether intentionally or not, you you knew that by traveling across the world, you were going to be alone and you were going to be lonely. Yeah. right Those things are going to happen when you don't know anyone out in another place. Right? You can be traveling like ten minutes, but you'd be on your own, and so actually, like. Uh, what we what you talked about as well is like you took control of your loneliness. Yeah, I and think. and I think that maybe that is more important to pick up upon because actually a lot of people will just sit in that and go, I am I am lonely right now. That's terrible. And you message someone across the world going, this it's is difficult. terrible, right? Yeah. And uh and uh and uh, but you also still had a lot of time to yourself. I'm sure. Uh, and I hope that actually, that time being alone, at least for me, is, uh, is valuable. And and maybe that's another difference: is actually being alone is valuable and important to do, whereas being lonely is nearly always detrimental.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: oh, you know, yeah, you can go if really? you really. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna. I I, I I I uh. All the while you were talking about that, I was I was like your question in general just made me think a lot because um, the whole, you know, difference between lo- loneliness and uh, being alone, uh, you know, they're so commonly uh, mixed together, uh, but they're not exclusive. They're not, um, they're not the same thing because, you know, I, I really did, I really often think about, you know, I really value alone time. And, uh, you know, I think that valuing alone time is important because I like my own company. You know, I, I like spending a day whatever it is I'm doing, you know, uh, whether that's making writing a script, uh just hang just even doing nothing like just, just watching T V that I like or uh going out for a walk by myself. All those things I think are mega important because you're not gonna be uh with some with well, you're not gonna be around other people twenty four seven or at all times in your life. So, mm-hmm. you know, being able to uh, you know, have good time when you're alone is is is, is a big thing. And um Yeah. Mistaking that when you're when you're spending a lot of time with yourself, you don't necessarily need to be lonely. I think being Mm -hmm. lonely, uh, you know, comes from a feeling of not being able to relate, because often, you know, when I spend time with myself, the reason I'm never lonely is because I know that I have people that I can relate to. That's so true. So, yeah. So so I'd say for me personally, uh, the times when I feel lonely. Uh, are mostly when I'm around people who I can't relate to. I don't know. I think I've summed up. You know, no, I don't think I've anything else to add. No, yet. no, yeah. You did. You made a very good point there. And I, th- I think the
1: thing the thing that I'd add from that is, you know, loneliness is one of those topics that is, you know, said a lot about in the media. But, you know, I think, you know, you made a very good point there where loneliness is one of those things where when you hang out with people who kind of almost they kind of make you feel lonely and it's the wrong time for people to hang out with. And I would say, yeah. you know, for me, what I'd say from that is in in the workplace sense, taking it back to a placement year is a lot of the places I've worked in are older. So obviously yeah. at university, you're used to it being, you know, maybe max, you know, the people on your course, maybe, I don't know, 25. Yeah. Maybe even older.
0: Rarely rarely yeah. but
1: let's say 25 24 um in the workplace you might get people who you have to work if you're 50 yeah and what i'm saying is, is that at my lunch at lunchtime you are normally just expected just to go and do what you want to do for an hour mm-hmm. but that's not with anyone else yeah. so it gets lonely in the sense of work because you're just there you turn up by yourself you leave by yourself yeah you might talk to people but that's just about work yeah. and then when it comes to lunch and your break you're just by yourself
0: yeah that's intense and and
1: it's difficult because by that point you don't have university to support you mm. and the thing that I've learned is you know from from the from the different places I've worked at is learning how to deal with people because yeah. I think that's one of the things that it's like you know dealing with loneliness it's like well the people you work with you might feel lonely in the workplace because you just can't relate to them right you know they're different age groups or or they're just different people mm. so i think you know loneliness is one of the really difficult to actually understand you know it's it's quite you know going on with either it's quite people. personal isn't it, it it really is it really is you know i think without making it too sad
0: that's gonna go for it
1: <laughs> you know Talking about loneliness, um, you know, with, so my best mate at school grew up with since I was younger um, in regards to like a, an old school friend. We all got those old school friends that we've grown up with. Oh yeah, He has felt lonely about the last three years because basically my childhood friend, uh, best mum, died second year of sixth form so for me i was about 16 yeah and obviously now i'm 21 so that's five years i think
0: yeah it's yeah, a massive massacre yeah. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> i should get that right but yeah um <laughs> and basically what i'm trying to say is, is that for him his name was matt not that the name matters but basically from then on he basically took a drop as anyone would and the point that i'm making is loneliness for him is the fact that he obviously didn't have someone that cared. So if, since yeah. then, we've all had to care for him. Yeah. And we've yeah. all felt his loneliness. Yeah. Because he- his, his his parent, his mum, was so caring that we all felt his loneliness. So I guess loneliness is difficult because it's in many different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, another way loneliness could be is, you know, sixth form for me wasn't the best of time. So without making it too sad... um, Basically, long story short, I came out of a friendship group. Yeah. And I was accused of something. Yeah. And basically, from second year onwards, I didn't have any friends. Just say how it is. I didn't have any friends. Yeah. So, for me, when I think about sixth form and I think back to that time, you know, it's difficult because obviously people talk about loneliness and say, oh, I'm lonely at sixth form, but then they talk about the friends they have. For me, I've truly experienced times where I've had literally no friends. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that to be like, oh, look at me. I'm just trying to say that of like. No, 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 not at all. This is like my experience. And the thing that got me through that was understanding the the family and the friends that have always been there for you. Obviously, like, you just know that there's people there. who And you're not alone. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the thing that is difficult is, you know, we've had situations where you know, there's like I, I believe it might be on the rise, or maybe I'm wrong, but like student suicide and something and like that. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is that it's not said enough that loneliness is a topic that shouldn't be laughed at. Yeah. And you know, granted, from you know, the workplace sense, it's difficult yeah. because, you know you don't have that group that you can just see. Yeah. You don't know anyone. And you do literally go in like a, a fish out of water. Yeah. You know, and it's a completely new business. Sometimes it might be a completely new place. It might not even be Bath. Yeah. It might be somewhere up north. It might be somewhere down south. Um, and I've, I think with regards to the placement year, they're great in finding your placements. They're great in selling you placements. But they're not great, and what they could be better at is telling you what the placements are. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and I
0: guess they don't. They don't talk to you about you're moving halfway across the world. Yeah. You may want to think about. Oh yeah. You know the fact that you're away from everything more than you've ever been before. Mm. And I guess to sum up, you know what you were saying as well, just about loneliness is really dependent on the person and I guess dependent on, it's not someone might seem like they've got a bunch of people around them. Someone might seem like they are, you know, they've got a, a bunch of friends and, and family support, but you don't really know if someone's lonely unless you're them, unless you know them. And, and, and I guess it can, it really change on the person and you know, how their relationships are. So, uh, yeah, I guess this has been quite deep and, uh, well, you made some fantastic points, and I appreciate you open up about those things. Uh, and I think a lot of people will also appreciate that massively, um, because I think they were very relatable and understandable. And yeah, like you said, not talked about points, so you know, there's huge value in in that. And uh, uh, I think that's a good, that's a good point to move on. Okay, so uh, every time we do, we do this podcast, I brought brought this new kind of thing in recently where. Uh, I asked the guest to in a piece of art. I know it might be a bit uh, difficult because I've only met you tonight, <laughs> but uh, you've said you've got a piece of art ready. So, yeah, what kind of, what was a piece of art that has meant something to you, uh, has changed you in some way, or, you know,
1: just, I guess, yeah, it just has
0: meaning, you know, and something you'd like to explain?
1: I don't know why, but basically I've kind of gone through a phase of sad music that isn't necessarily a good thing.
0: Well, sad music kind of, I guess... It, you know, it, make, it helps you to feel things that possibly you'd struggle to if it wasn't there. You know, you can, yeah. you can sit in a room and hear people talking with a melody about mm. things they're going through that's, you know, sad or, you know, uncomfortable. And then you kind of go, me too.
1: No, very much so. And I, I think as well, especially with the song Sad, I think relating it to obviously the great Hannah Glover, who related to Stay in the Room, yeah. um, you know, great book. Get it? We're plugging it. Plug, <laughs> plug. Um, but... Hanaglava.com. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we went to the book we, tonight.
1: It, it was amazing. Guys, get the book now. That's how we met. That's how we met. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, is that, you know, stay in the room and even the sense of the, you know, the word sad is, you know, you know there's moments where in life you, aside obviously tragedies and that kind of thing, you naturally doubt yourself.
0: Yeah. Does music you relate to kind of help with loneliness, do you think? Do you think it kind of tackles that or at least, you know, uh, works against it in some way? 100%
1: I think for me, music is one of those things where it's like an untold medicine for me. There's moments where... It's undescribable emotion, you know. Everyone has those days where you can't even describe the emotion you feel. But for me, the music that you listen to has such a big impact on your day and on Mm. the on the way you feel. Um. So I I think you know going on from what you said about you know music, I think you know that it's it's one of those things where it's so hard to describe. It's very personal. Mm. But I would say when tackling things it's very useful because it can really impact your day. Yeah, And I th- and I think, you know, personally, that's how I feel. Obviously, other people are very different. But, you know, let's say if you listen to heavy metal and you're about to go in an interview, compared to someone who does maybe classical, maybe the person who's classical will be a bit more relaxed. I don't know, maybe that's maybe. just me.
0: Although I did I did read an article, just to counter that, I did read an article about people uh, heavy le- metal listeners but I think it was oh god I read I read it for a th- something I wrote in college. But people who listen to heavy metal were statistically calmer. People who listen to really? rap, really?
1: Apparently, that's crazy. I wouldn't think that.
0: But no, me neither. Me neither.
1: But but in saying that, um, sorry. basically, um, sorry, I I'm I'm just talking all the top of my head. But basically, yeah. going off from uh heavy metal, there's this artist called Scarlord. and he basically mixed. Heavy metal with rap. And the reason why I mention him is because there's days where stuff happens. You know, you forgot to put the bins out. You, I don't know, forgot to cook and do a food shop. Or you've got to do an essay or whatever it is. Yeah. He is an artist who I recommend anyone who has a bad day scarlord scarlord i'm shouting him out plug not
0: starlord
1: <laughs> scarlord basically he does a specific music called i would say scream rap where he basically it is rap and it is a type of rap but it is to the top of his voice and when you listen to it it does make you hyped and it does make you if you in a sense i would use the word enraged not angry, but like
0: invigorated. Yeah. Mm.
1: So I get, I get, I guess what I'm getting onto is, you know, we started off talking about artists and ones that obviously you appreciate, and I guess what I'm trying to get onto is the point that music is such an important thing when tackling, you know, mental health. Can, yeah, hundred percent. It can be hundred yeah, percent. And I guess what I'm getting onto that is for me when away me one of the things that got me through was music
0: yeah yeah no I, I i i totally agree uh that music can uh be a massive healing tool because uh you know it, you you hear people just it's it's kind of like poetry you know we, we, yeah so just for context tonight we went to a friend of ours uh released hannah glover just to plug, plug. again uh, at least her second poetry book tonight and uh we went and you know, I'm not much of a poetry man myself, uh, but there was some spoken word, uh, you know, something like that. She, went, she read some of her poetry out, and um, even though she was, you know, talking about situations I hadn't been in and things that I didn't totally relate to, the way in which she was talking about them and the way in which she related them, I, it was powerful. It was mm-hmm. incredibly powerful. And, it, and in the same way, you know, music has that same effect of, you know, you hear melodies, you hear people talking, you hear you hear these things being said and just just that level of that's all it takes, just kind of a level of understanding and a level of uh you know, familiarity mm. can just lead to you going, Oh, I'm not I'm not the only person feeling this exact thing and this person's written a song and 100%. This singing it. So I'm not destined to fail in this moment. Yeah. I'm not I'm not this does I may be feeling this right now, but I'm feeling an emotion that other people are feeling and this person's feeling. So, you know, maybe I can to get over it and, and, and and deal with it and and move forward. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a powerful tool. Relation is a powerful tool. And, uh, you know, I think I experienced it massively tonight because I experienced it in something that I usually wouldn't like. So you talk about music and how that can relate hundred percent, hundred percent. I think it's, it's a, it's a huge tool and it shouldn't be underestimated. Yeah. hundred percent. Um,
1: um, no, I was just gonna say, going on from that, I think you know music is one of those things so where obviously everyone has their own different genres and things that you know naturally those are the types of music that they listen to, but I think as well, you know when talking about artists and things, you know naturally, music is one of those things though that it's it's just you can't even define it. it just naturally is such a good healing tool. And I think with stress, it just helps so much, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I know quite a few students have now record players or even, you know, boom boxes or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, naturally because, you know, when working, music can be that thing to help you focus. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, you know, going on from, from music, it's that thing that can help you. Just get through the day, you know, whether you're walking to a lecture or walking to work, if you're listening to, whether it be Lana Del Rey or, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin, um, you know, whatever your music taste might be, I think it's one of those things that it's just not, if you like, thanked enough about how, you know, useful and
0: thankful music can be. Yeah, do you do you, uh, do you listen to a lot of music, Sam?
2: Yeah, I listen to loads of music, and I love that thing you said about how music can be useful. I think everybody goes, "Music is great." I like listening to music because it sounds nice, but it's actually useful. Like, mm. it can it can alter your mood, and and it can change uh, the way you think about something, and it can and you can learn something, and you can be changed by by something which at its core uh, you started listening to because you liked the way it sounded from a, a very, uh, almost animalistic sense, right? Like kind of, we like rhythm and we like patterns and we like the way those things sound. And then you take one step back and you go, Oh, they're trying to say something here. Right. And I think that, uh, it is useful. Right. I'm, I'm amazed that you said that because like, you know, there is a, there's an actual, uh, value and an abs- uh a skill in listening to music which can 100%. have an impact on you yeah. and and, and an, an ability to uh almost catalog that and go okay i'm feeling like this which means i'm going to listen to this mm. um, and we're lucky that we can actually do that at the touch of a button oh yeah but uh on another level uh it means that we can kind of Uh, very easily express the way we're feeling by talking about what we're what we're listening to and what we like yeah yeah. and i think that um i don't know if i've said it before but i uh, a lot of the time art acts as like a a middle middle middleman to help people communicate the way they're feeling because it is hard to articulate those things which Mm. is why music is so good and so if you go okay so i am listening to lana del rey which means ultimately i'm feeling pretty emotional right now and quite quite raw so and, true. and so the other person go oh yeah. you're feeling like that now i can help you in this respect which is uh why you, why you wanted to bring up art in general because it yeah. acts as an incredible middleman because yeah. uh the majority of us people we're bad at talking about the way we feel uh, we're yeah. bad the at talking helps. about right and so, and so like you can just just you saying oh i listen to juice world or xxx i'm like oh that's the way you're feeling and that's yeah. the way that music relates to you yeah exactly and, and we and uh i don't listen to that music much but i know about it and i clicked yeah and yeah, and yeah, i think yeah. that like uh that is such a uh more useful thing useful mm. thing than actually going oh i like this lyric Individually, yeah, because yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's much oh, yeah. wider than that, and I think that's uh a really interesting thing that you brought up there. It's a feeling,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I think I've been like kind of I quite loneliness is emptiness, mm-hmm. and I think that, mm-hmm. uh, not being fulfilled, yeah, yeah, like you feel you do just feel empty that like you don't have anything going on inside of you when you're lonely because mm. there is this kind of need to be social or need to be productive or thinking and all of these things like that which just don't happen when you're lonely because the one thing you're focused on is how can i be around other people right now and i and and uh yeah loneliness is emptiness is a big thing that i've felt before of like uh a desperate need to just do something that makes you just fill you up fill yourself up a little bit and and literally for me that was in, in first year, and I felt like that most, it was a literal, I used to just eat loads of things mm. and, and like hot, uh, yeah. Like loads of like chocolate eclairs yeah. make you feel gross because that was the one thing that like, you know, literally filled me up. And that experience was, was, uh, a little bit less, like it made me feel a little oh. bit less empty.
0: Well, it filled a hole and it, it fills a hole that yeah. not being filled in other ways. Mm. And, uh. Uh, just uh before we uh kind of finish um and i I'm gonna ask you guys the same thing before I say what my kind of way of dealing with it is I don't know if I've already said it in the podcast I'll cut it out now if I have uh but I think the way i yeah the way I would cope with loneliness is uh you know really thinking about why it is you know it, it, in any situation where I'm feeling alone I think about why is it that I'm feeling alone? Is it the people around me? Is it something that I'm not dealing with myself? Uh, and uh, what changes can I make, you know, be it big or small? Just like, you know, Charlie said he went out and did his Chinese classes to deal with his loneliness in that situation. No matter how small it is, that's what I'm trying to say. No matter how small the step is, it's always a big step because a lot of people will do nothing. Yeah. So, you know, the smallest step is always, it's a bit, it's, it's, it's always big.
2: Not to, to just make sure I'm not saying the same thing as you because obviously... I think the easiest way to not feel lonely is to find people you can relate to. Yeah. But the other side of that is uh, find things online that you can relate to. Or if it's a TV show, uh, a song, or you know something like that, or some, some random text post on Reddit, like there's something out there, who, someone who is feeling the same way as you, mm. or if they're not feeling the same way as you, it helps you put into context actually uh, like, the way that you are feeling mm. right yeah, yeah and yeah. so one time when I, I was in first year I wasn't feeling great I went on to the subreddit uh like r slash sad yeah uh, because I thought oh, I was yeah. I thought I was feeling sad right and I went through these posts of all these people who who were feeling sad and I, and I was like this is horrible but this isn't the way I feel yeah and mm. and and weirdly like it's a horrible thing to say and and I I think I did comment and be like, I, I hate that you're feeling like this yeah. because like I felt a compulsion to. And that made me put into context the way that I was feeling mm, and helped me wasn't... to understand it more.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: 100%. And I think that's uh, maybe an unorthodox way of doing it. But any way you can surround yourself by other feelings to put into context the way you're feeling, uh, because I think you often associate one feeling with something, whether or not
0: it's actually true. Slash R Slash Sad,
2: yeah, go there. I'll be hanging out. Mm. I mean, don't go there. It's it's it, it, it's not a great fun. It's not a fun
1: place. Yeah, And I'd say you know to to you know finish it all off. I'd say university is a is a great opportunity. You know, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And I think you know simply whenever you get an opportunity, whether it be a placement or work experience. One of the ways you feel lonely is the people around you. You know, there's so many moments where, you know, whether it be yourselves or friends of friends who are told don't go for that opportunity. And that naturally fit makes you feel lonely. It makes you feel guilty because you think, oh, I shouldn't take this because everyone else isn't doing anything. And then it makes you second guess yourself. So I guess what I'm trying to say is is that loneliness is complex. And it's personal, but the best ways to deal with it is head-on. You know the ways I've dealt with it with Taiwan and my experiences is keep yourself occupied. You know the best way to deal with anything is keep yourself busy, have a diary, and plan your days. Try not to have any days where you're just doing nothing, because otherwise, you're left with your own thoughts, and when you're lonely. That's not good. So I guess the message I'm trying to say is be productive. Seek opportunities. And anyone who says otherwise about, you know, it's a waste of time to get experience in what you want to do, even if it's volunteering or whatever, ignore them because it will pay off in the long term.
0: That's that's great. That's the, I think you summed it up really perfectly. I don't really have anything else to say. That was that was that was pretty. That was pretty. I cool. was am- amazingly summarised. That was really well summarised. Usually Sam sums up the guests if they've said something. Yeah, that needs summarising, but you, you've done it perfectly. So I'm not gonna. Sam doesn't even need to. No. I uh,
2: gonna... Do
0: I have anything to say?
2: No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I
1: just want to say it's been a huge pleasure. Um, you know, I'm joined here with the great, you know, auditor an editor that is Sam and the great host that is Jad. And obviously, you know, my name's Charlie Penfold and I'm the guest and it's been a lovely evening. So thank you so much for listening. And if you have any more questions, feel free to tune in.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening guys. Uh, this has been a very special episode of the wild mind podcast. Uh, we had a great guest on tonight. I met him literally tonight. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I mean, currently at the time of the end of this recording, it's four a.m. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I think we felt compelled to do this tonight because Charlie's here from Oxford and he's not here uh, often. So I think, you know, I think he had some great points and I don't want to miss him. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and please tune in next week where we'll have. Similarly average points. Anyway, bye. Bye. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Bye.